Hello and welcome to the Government of the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah and I'm joined today with uh, Phil Sacramento. How you doing, Phil? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. And uh, we finally did it. We got an Irishman on on the podcast. It took us a while, see? but <laughs> we did see, it. See, just take that off. See, just take that off the achievement list. That's it. You've got one from the Emerald Isle right here. Yep, it's true. And uh, it, it's it's so weird because we've got Scottish, we got um, Australian, and now we have um, Irish. So we're done. Oh, <laughs> oh, fantastic! You're just spreading over every coast. Wonderful. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm really I'm really glad to be able to be uh, repping the Irish, uh, repping the Irish right here, Northern Irish, I should say, to be to be to be more specific. But uh, yeah, I'm really really glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Because uh, I, I, when I found out you were Irish, I'm like, yeah, we got to get this guy on because like there are not that many like natural Irish <laughs> voice actors working, <laughs> especially well, especially in anime, especially in anime. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this, this is true. This is true, I suppose. But yes, uh, very glad to be. I'm, I'm sure we're out there somewhere. This is the moment, I, Irish voice actors. This is the moment. Signed off. Let yourselves be heard. Like we're glad. I want to hear from you. But um, yes, absolutely. Um, no, I'm very, very, I'm very pleased uh, actually to be a, a, an Irish voice actor um, in uh, working in anime right now. That's hugely, hugely exciting and. Uh, I didn't think it would, I didn't, you know, if you'd have told me like five years ago, that was going to be me. Like I would have told you, no, no way, no, not a chance. But uh, yeah, I'm super, super excited. It's it's awesome to be, it's awesome to be in this place. Because uh, one of the things I cover a lot on the show is dialects. And I've listened to enough voice actors to know when someone is putting on an accent and when someone is like not putting on an accent. Like one of the things right. that, one of the things that bugs me about like British actors playing Americans is that, you can kind of tell that they're putting on an American accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I sort of, I, I feel like, I, I feel like I need to tread with care here because there's somebody who, because I, because there's someone who myself, like for, for work and stuff has had to put on like an, an American accent for other projects. I'm like kind of going, oh, and every time I remember when I, when I, when I first started putting myself out there in that regard, um, I was so nervous because I just had these, I had this image of my head of like, Oh my goodness! I got to do an American accent. It's going to sound awful. They're going to know. They're going to hear. They're going to figure it out. And um, but yeah, no, I, I I think the um, I think there's there's a lot of very justified um, anxiety when it comes to approaching like an accent. It's definitely, if it's not, especially if it's not your native one, um, an accent. I think I think is something that just people really really struggle with um and it's yeah it could it can be a tough it can be a tough road to like hammer it out and kind of get it right i i think i just uh i just try to listen to it whenever i can like if i've got if i know i've got an accent coming up i'll like obsessively like seek out all media or like news television or anything that i can find with an accent in it just so i can go let me listen to you let me uncover your secrets i need i must know yeah, pull a sissy Jones and like record people on the bus to listen to their accents to oh, get it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. That's the, that's the thing. Cause you want to get it right. Right. You want to, you want to, you want to be able to get it. So at least like you're doing justice to it. Cause you know, uh, uh, I think there's so much lovely, I don't know. There's so much lovely color that comes with like having all these different accents like represented in media. And I think it's wonderful that like, 
we're we're at a stage now where we're increasingly seeing more and more diversity in like accents and hearing native tongues be used more and more in media and um yeah i think that just makes it all the more important then that whenever you are like switching your accent and switching your like your whole your your vocal home for work that like you you know you just sort of do the diligence do the due diligence and try to make it sound as as accurate and believable as you can as you can make it you know and and make it that much more enjoyable that's the hope anyway because um one of the things i've and i've said this before many times but nobody in voiceover ever gets hired to play like their their own nationality it's always like americans playing british characters british character british people playing americans it's all (laughs) over the place and it's like can we get someone who's authentic (laughs) you know to play (laughs) to play an irishman please (laughs) I know you would sort of think, and you would think like I, there, there must be there, there must be so, there's so many like so many Irish people out there who are, who are working in the creative sectors and so many Irish actors and wonderful talents. Uh, yeah, it's 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 great to like it. It's great to see more of them kind of being given the chance to kind of showcase themselves in something. And uh, but yeah, uh, well that was <clears throat> I mean that was why I was so excited with like working on Tribe Nine was just because our like director uh, marissa lenti who was absolutely stellar uh, an incredible director all the way through the process um you know she took the chance on you know like someone like me who's from northern ireland and just who i have that i have this very unique uh tone and sound that's in that's informed very much by my you know my living my living in northern ireland of my you know growing up here so um, and her willingness and like excitement in bringing that kind of sound over to kind of give the character in Tribe Nine something like unique to that people hadn't heard before. I think something I was really thankful for as as an actor, and I think it's 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 just wonderful that like um, I had the opportunity to to breathe life into this uh, into this larger than life character with an act with my own native sound um which yeah it was was hugely hugely exciting because i the reason i bring that up is because uh i was watching a youtube video and someone had pointed out that you know you see a lot of these fantasy animes and everyone speaks like they're from you know um america and that kind of (laughs) takes you out of it because and someone made a great point in that would this would the english dub have made any difference if you actually got British natural speaking British actors to do to do all the to do all the dubbing would it have made it would it have made that much of a difference I don't know I think it's 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 hard it's hard to know I I think I I tend to think of it less as a a question of like um of a qualitative difference versus kind of I think a a difference of color I think it gives it a different feel a a different it, it it immerses you in a different way um it feels fresh and exciting when you hear a a voice type that you haven't heard often before i mean there's something to be said for i think familiarity you know like watching a a television show i think it's hugely it's hugely important whenever you can watch a tv show and like hear something that is familiar to you coming back to you through it I, i think that that's that's a that's an important part of you know the way we consume media in general but i think like when uh, but i think then to your point as you're saying there i think 
all the better then that we uh, sort of increase the diversity of voices that we're hearing in those spaces so that it's uh, we introduce even more nuance and more color and different perspectives into these shows. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited. I think it's a, I think it's a great time for that. And I think increasingly we're going to see more and more of that as we go forward. So I'm, I'm very excited. And I get that, you know, they, they had to work with what they had. It's like, you know, it's fantasy. So it's not, you know, it's not specifically a- any region, but at the same time, it's like, it kind of takes me out of it when you hear someone who's like dressed, you know, a princess character is like prim and proper speaking like she's from like Idaho or something. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's certain, I, I, I can understand sort of the, the, the sort of the disconnect some uh, there in some regards, the idea, cause I mean, obviously like we, you know, we, we take our, we take our marks very closely from, you know, the source material and we, you know, all of our, uh, we go to the source material first for all the clues and everything we can learn to kind of inform us about who our characters are. And, you know, we we, we want to pay that proper respect when we come to, when we, you know, stand in front of the microphone to perform them. Um, so I think it's, it's finding that line of being respectful to what, it, what exists there already. And this, you know, like sort of discovering the character as was intended by the people who, you know, wrote them. And then finding ways to kind of bridge that 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 gap with like what we bring as performers and our own unique sounds and our own experiences and to make it something that is again loyal to the loyal to the intention but sort of gives uh, sort of reflects who we are as our performers and how we inflect and influence that. Um, but yeah, I can uh, I can absolutely um, uh, appreciate that uh, it can be when that process doesn't work for a person uh, on the listening end, it can definitely create this like this dissonance that, that just sort of seems to kind of break the break the illusion of uh, you know immersion that we're trying to go for. But it's 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 such an intangible and difficult thing I think to really nail perfectly, which is why I think the people who are working on casting these shows right now. Uh, are doing such a fantastic job with bringing these 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 great voices in because they're really like and my own experience like with Tribe Nine was just that you know every time I would hear a new voice I was just like that's that's perfect that's exactly that's exactly how that person should sound it's so good um, but yeah so I uh, I can I can absolutely get uh, get where you're coming from there. Because I think, and um, I, I don't know if this is going to sound like a controversial opinion, but I, I feel like the reason why Tribe Nine's English dub was so great is because, you know, you had Lenti at the helm. And I believe that if you had given that job to anyone else, they wouldn't have understood it. But I think Lenti is very passionate about the show, and it shows because they like all the performances were just dead on great. Like I, I have yet to think of a single performance in that show where it was like, ah, this is terrible to listen to. Everyone was just so perfectly cast. It was just so well done. And I feel like if you had given it to someone else, they wouldn't have understood it. They'd be like, ah, I'm not going to put an effort into this. Well, I think, like, I mean, I think even what Marissa brought to it was just, as as you say, like you mentioned before, like this incredible energy. And I think, she was, she was so you knew from the the second that you stepped into the booth that 
the passion that she had for the material and how excited she was. And the thing is, I think that to have that from a director, I think really matters a lot because they, in in many ways, set the pace for what we're going to do. You know, it's it's a collaborative back and forth between actor and director, but the director is the one that's really going to set the expectation and the pacing for you. So whenever you're coming into a project, especially like you're coming in, you know, fresh and, you know, you're, you're only just sort of beginning to discover the character um, to have someone who's like really effusive and excited about the, the world and who these characters are and really, that really want to hone in on this and, and what makes these characters special. Uh, I think that that's so that's so rewarding and enriching for an actor because you just sort of feel like, well, you feel like you're in a safe pair of hands. You know, you feel like you can you can take chances, you can you can you can make decisions, and and really work to find uh, where the character sits. Uh, but I think like um, you know Mar- Marissa's touch, and uh, I think the touch of everybody who sort of worked on this project, I think really helped to make it what it was and really it's it's because of them that the project feels as special and as exciting as it does um because i think it's it's again it's just made with an extraordinary amount of craft and the at every level of it including the people who are like coming together to pick you know the right voices the the you know the the rights the right writers the um you know, so I think at, at every stage, you know, I think there was just so much love and craft poured into this show that it was, they made it as easy and as comfortable as possible for us, as, uh, for and certainly for me as, as an actor coming in, to really discover this show and fall in love with it and understand why they were so excited about it. And um, yeah, and I, I, I and, and as you say, I, th- I think that that comes... I hope that comes across then for people that watch it and for people that listen, because there was a tremendous amount of love all throughout the production of this show. And uh, yeah, I, I think it, I think it is really something special for that. Because I, I know that, you know, dubs versus subs is like a very hot, hot button issue. And Lord knows there are so many discussions on that. And I, and I, and I said this before, but if you're a first time listener, I believe both are valid but mm-hmm. I personally watch dubs because I've said this before. I want to see how well the material translates into another language. And yep. it is not easy to take something that is culturally, you know, Japanese and try to translate that to a, you know, to an English speaking audience. Oh, for sure. I mean, absolutely. And I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, 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 you know, I have, I have, I have no experience when it comes to the the immense task of translating and localizing projects like this. I can only imagine um, how much of a daunting task that is, because as you say, quite rightly so. You know, these are very, uh, these are you know cultural prod. Uh, the, the, these are products of um, of other cultures, and they reflect you know they reflect different different perspectives and different values, and so. You want to find something that you you know trying to do it in a way and trying to bring this material over in a way that is respectful, but also engaging and and relatable and familiar. I think is um, is really an admirable task and a daunting one. I think for people, um, but again, I think it comes back to that that thing of like the, the craft that was put into this and the fact that you know the people, you know, the, the, there was so much work put into. I remember we like we talked during like recording sessions about like 
the work that was put into making sure that like we could sneak knowing baseball references into the material and making sure that if we were invoking people's names in certain terms that we could, you know, we were always looking for little things, little nuggets to kind of show that, you know, like, yes, like we, uh, you know, the people who are working on this understand uh, the, f- the space from which it's coming, but also like ways in which this, the cultures overlap and you get this lovely space where you can kind of put in these references and people, you know, watching it here or abroad would be like, oh yeah, no, I get that. That's cool. That's really, really awesome. And when it works, I think it's, it's, it's like a chef's kiss. It's just like this, <clears throat> this uh, great moment. But yeah, I, I think um, especially in relation to subs and dubs, you know, obviously the endless debate that goes on. Uh, I, I mean, like yourself, I'm a, I'm a, I, I like them both. Uh, I love them both. I, of course, I'm biased, mind you, I will say, but um but yeah, because I think I think there's something fascinating about digging into how that how these differences are perceived and how the intention of a work in one space carries over <laughs> and is translated, pardon me, into another space. Um and how it resonates, how whether it resonates differently or whether it resonates the same, or does it bring up different like does it bring up different ideas or which I think is really, really interesting. So uh yeah, no, for sure. I think there's definitely room for uh, definitely room for both. Yeah, and I and that's why I just can't stand because <laughs> um, I because I just can't stand it whenever people just like crap on English voice actors being like, oh, they're not the original, and it's like, guys, come on, like it's it's like 2022. Why is this still a debate? Like it's I mean I'm not saying like you have to like all these all these voice, English voice actors like there are plenty uh, believe me there are plenty of English voice actors I'm not a fan of and I won't like I'm not going to be like oh they're they're all great because no every actor you know as with everything I have my favorites and I have people I don't really care that much for but I but I just don't like this idea that oh well all English voice actors are terrible and it's only, you know, if you know, if you're not watching uh, anime in Japanese, you're missing out on it. And it's like, no, you're not. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like as if somehow that it's, it's somehow as if you're transgressing on the authentic experience of it or something. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you mean. I, um, I mean, I, I personally think it's, I think it's a sh- I think it's a shame. I think it's a, re- a sort of a reduction a slightly reductionist view to look at it like oh to look at dubs is kind of like oh dubs aren't aren't dubs aren't worth your time by sheer virtue of the fact that they are an adaptation and nothing else like you know and it it, and i think that i think that does a massive disservice not only to like the the people who work so hard to to bring this material um you know across to different to different territories and you know, to try and get it in front of as many people as possible. But also, like, uh, I think it's 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 another way to enjoy it. It's another way to engage with the material. I actually, I, I quite like when I listen to dubs, I actually will uh, frequently bounce back and forth between the two versions because I'm fascinated. I suppose like, it comes from, you know, from an actor's space, but I'm fascinated in the, the differences in approaches between the different voice casts in one language versus the voice cast in another language. Now, I'm not saying that when I listen to it, I'm I'm able to tell like what is a good performance necessarily in a language that isn't my my own. But I always think it's interesting listening to the lyricism of another language, where 
where emotion is placed and and the choices they make and like how differences in intensity and intention are addressed and how they're inflected into the work and i think that those are interesting questions regardless of which language you're hearing them being made in you know what i mean yeah no i totally agree because i mean a best example of this is jojo like i feel like that's a show you can watch both sub sub and dub and get the same experience because they're both like all the performances are over the top they're they're cheesy but not in a not in a bad way not in a bad way more in like a you know a uh you know a self-aware way and Mm -hmm. And they're both really fun. Like I love Matt Mercer's take on 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 the main character, on on Jotaro. You know he's <laughs> yeah. he's he's amazing. I mean he's Matt Mercer. Come on, you know Richard Eckhart I mean, is is yeah, great. Absolutely. You know I mean, yeah, I, no that yeah exactly like a hundred percent like um you know like it's it, it's it's huge fun and seeing and again it comes back to that thing of familiarity like hearing something that is familiar to you come back through the lens of this of this kind of media um there's something exciting about that there's something really engaging about that i think that i think i think that's just really really cool and i think that you know and again i I come at this from an actor's perspective in the sense that you know ultimately actors we're, we're 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 trying to we're trying to find something engaging we're we're working to find the drama wherever it may be and so it's like you know, we we're at our happiest whenever we whenever we find the things about those characters that we can latch on to and really ele- and really elevate and and put in front of people and going, you see, this is why this is awesome. This is why this show is really cool. This is why these characters are so much fun. And this is why, like, this is a show that you need uh, that you should watch. Um, and I think to kind of to kind of take that element out of it. I mean, like to 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 just. I mean, you will always have the original language and the original performances, and those things. No one's taking those things away, and we, you know we come from a place of massive respect and admiration for the for the craft of those actors and those writers as well. Um, but like anything else, like you can watch a you can watch a Shakespeare play being put on by loads of different companies, and every company brings their own energy and intention to it, and um, and that's what makes it exciting. And and I think in a similar sense, when it comes to dubbing um, anime or really any animation wherever it's from, um, that like that that's what makes it exciting. The idea is that you can take this material and adapt it in different markets and have different voices on these characters and listening to how that can really listening to how that can really change and, and uh, change things and bring new perspectives. Maybe that you weren't like expecting when you first went into the material. Yeah. Because I remember interviewing someone who did um, script writing for uh, Nagatoro and they mentioned that one of the feedback they got for, for their writing was, Oh, the characters sound meaner in English. And they pointed out that, well, that's because you're hearing them for the first time in a language you understand. So they might not have come off mean in the original because, you know, they were it's in a language, you know, you, you don't speak fluently. So what is mean to, you know, what? so it becomes like a different perspective is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a different perspective where 
you know, and Mean Girls in you know, in you know, in Japanese media and in American media are totally different, <laughs> totally different um, uh, ways to approach that. But at the end of the day, the intent is still the same. They're still like very, you know, they're still mean characters at the end of the day. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't take away from that. Yeah, yeah, and it still means and it, it's still. It still can mean the things that it means to the people who are already watching it and already have chosen their favorite side of it if they have a favorite side. Like all of that is still there. It's just it's just I think about like exploring other ways to exploring new ways of enjoying it, new ways of appreciating this media, new ways of, of discovering this stuff that um that is I think so so entertaining. And I think so engaging for people. And plus, like sometimes you got to understand that people watch dubs because they can't keep up with, you know, really fast subtitles. Because I remember mm-hmm. listening to a podcast where someone said, you know, they tried watching My Hero subbed and they just couldn't because like it was just moving way too fast for them. Like, you know, I can't, you know, keep up with this. You know, let's just watch the dub. And they ended up falling in love with the dub because, you know, the performances were that great. And it's like, you know, and they're like, I can't watch it, you know, not dubbed now because I like I'm so used to the dub cast and I, and I fell in love with the dub cast. And, you know, more specifically, he pointed out that he loved um, Chris Sabat's take on All Might. And he's like, that's the voice I hear when I hear when I when I see All Might now. So it, it just seems silly to me to just write off like English dubs like, oh, there's no audience for this because there is. We just don't, oh. you know, we just don't, oh, yeah. you know, we're just not obsessed with it. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, of course, I mean, of course, there's an audience for it. I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's why that's why people like me ended up, you know, end up doing what we're doing is because literally that was what we wanted. You know, I I mean, I remember growing up, you know, in, in, in Northern Ireland and I remember watching like some of my earliest anime and like. You know, even then, I, I, I used to I used to wonder about like what it would be like, you know, for like having my voice coming out of those characters. And at that point in my life, it, it just it would have seemed something like that. If you just said that to me, something it just would have seemed like the most remote fantasy imagining. Do you know what I mean? Because like, you know, I'm, I'm this, you know, I'm just this kid from from Northern Ireland, just this island off the off the UK and kind of like oh, but that, but that's not where that's not where all this stuff is happening. Right. And, and um, so, yeah, you know, and I think, um, I mean, I like, I know myself, like even when I watch shows now, I mean, I watch shows in, um, I watch shows in uh, like in English here and I still have the subtitles on. I actually like having, I actually ha- like having the subtitles on now because sometimes even I find that when I'm listening to uh, people talk on TV shows, like if I don't have the subtitles on, like I'll miss things that they say, I'll miss like, uh, I'll miss a certain what was that word and this is particularly bad when you're dealing with like sci-fi or fantasy where there's so many like keywords and like so much genre specific language in those where it's just kind of like oh no the, the, the dilithium's going out, out of control ah! and you're just like if somebody's saying that at high speed I'm like oh, what was that again what, what was that so like I like I find myself enjoying subtitles in entertainment even now without the need for like the translation issue just simply as an aesthetic choice um and as a sort of an accessibility choice to make the material easier to digest um but yeah no absolutely i think that for people that for people that don't want to necessarily deal with subtitles or have difficulty dealing with subtitles 
I think all the more important that like you have um, you have a dub cast that's then bringing this material to you in a way that's to make it easier for you to digest. And it's funny you mention um, uh, having subtitles on for shows that you don't even need subtitles on for. I do that too. I mean, whenever I play a video game, I'm like, I got to have the subtitles on. I I, I just mm-hmm. it just feels weird without the subtitles on. <laughs> Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's 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 because I think that's the thing, and there's something. I mean, for me, I think there's something very grounding about subtitles in something. Like whenever I'm listening or whenever I'm watching a show, and I have the text in front of me, and maybe again, maybe this just comes from like you know being maybe this just comes from an acting background and always like being you know being taught this idea of interrogating the text you know so you always want text in front of you to kind of pick apart and stuff but um no i think like um i think having subtitles yeah like i i i I wouldn't i I very rarely like i'm actually disappointed now whenever i go to stream a film um and then it'll tell me oh we don't have subtitles in your language i'm like oh come on like you don't have subtitles like really ah (laughs) <laughs> oh i just go crazy whenever i watch youtube videos without like <laughs> the closed captions it's like i don't want audio generated can can people can you just hire someone to put on like the, the closed <laughs> captions <laughs> yeah yeah oh no for sure um i've even listened to um i've even actually listened to uh because occasionally i'll listen to like audiobooks or something and sometimes like a book a book I want to listen to isn't in audiobook format. So what I'll do is I'll turn on, because a lot of things now have like text-to-speech. So I'll just turn on text-to-speech and just slow it down slightly so you can kind of get the the audio experience while you're kind of reading. But that's actually, because funny enough, thinking about that, the the like the crawl, the overlap between like l- reading and consuming material while listening, that was a big, because for me, I remember that being a big component of how I even just learned to read in general. Like having the, I think for me, having the visual of the language with the sound at the same time was kind of how I made sense of it all. So um, maybe it's, maybe that's just something that like was always there and kind of this just, that was just how, it, that was just how it came out. But it made me think about that actually. And plus, like, you got to factor in, like, pronunciations. Like, <laughs> there, are, there are plenty of ways to, pr- to pronounce a word. And sometimes oh, yeah. I re-listen to this show and I'm like, oh, God, my pronunciation is terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like, here, I mean, I know, I, I know myself even, like, when I would do uh, reads here locally, um, there have been times when, like, I've been called out because somebody has said, no, 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 no here we don't we don't we don't like pronounce it quite that 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 way here we you know our our vowels are more rounded so instead of like you know typically in northern ireland you would get something like you know a lot of your uh if you're going for a sh- uh if you're going for a shower it'll be like you're going for a shower for an hour for an hour um you know a par shower for an hour and uh but like I'm used to, because again, I've I've because I've grown up with hearing it this way, like power, hour, shower, saying it that way, to the point where somebody actually had somebody corrected me for like a local read once was just like, no, no, actually, can you can you round those vials out a bit more and make it more sound like R, R, R. It's sounding to again sounding to American, 
so again there's this thing of like even you know although like media is cross-cultural and you have you know you're getting especially now where you're getting media from everywhere in the world potentially um you know all of that is kind of inflecting and informing how you internalize and then communicate uh yourself so then there was me somebody who has always lived in northern ireland has never once lived in america but yet i'm being i'm i'm carrying with me like cultural artifacts of how well no this is how this is how uh, it's said in america or this is how it's said in britain or this is how it's said in wales or wherever or wherever it may be you know yeah it's like you have to keep in mind uh, the dialects and the and all the and all the fun lingo that comes with each territory <laughs> and it's like Oh God, and and I and I and I want to point this out because there's a scene in Tribe Nine towards the end of the series where um, he call uh, your character Taiga calls uh, the bad guys wankers, and I'm like, that's not <laughs> that's not an Irish thing. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the the thing is, it's such an it's such an interesting thing, and that was actually one thing that when we were working on like Tribe Nine, like. Marissa was constantly like looking for places where we could inject like uh, local witticisms. And she was saying, like she would say to me, like, if you know any, like if you have any ideas in your head of like things you could stick in or things you would put in to make it sound more like, um, like more local to what, you know, um, like, please do. So there's all sorts of, we have all sorts of great wee instances, I think in the script of um just these little irish witticisms that taiga would just come out with and uh it was lovely i think we referred to uh because i remember saying it at one point during the recording like we were doing a scene where taiga i think was about to punch someone and uh or he was getting ready for a fight he was gearing himself up and uh i can't remember what the original word was but i at some point i must have stopped and said hey like can we try like could we say like you're gonna get lamped? Like it was basically the idea that you're gonna get whacked or you're gonna get hit or something like that. And I just had this idea in my head, like, oh no, like this needs to be lamped. I feel like I feel like he would say like I'm gonna lamp you. And so, and so she said, yeah. And we went with it, and it was great. And I was so happy to have that in. So yeah, in there there is a scene where Taiga is excited because he's gonna because he's gonna lamp someone, and I'm really uh, I'm really glad that made it in there. How your wished was another one. How your wished actually made it into the script, and I was so happy to see it in the script because it's just like, oh no way, no way. How your wished, by the way, is like um, very uh, like old uh, Irish for like hold your tongue or like uh, that kind of thing. So how your wished. And uh, we find a way to work it into Tribe Nine. <laughs> so yeah, but again, all of that, all of that perspective, all of that color, I think, is 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 one of the things why I think it's 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 so special is the fact that it has these little bits of these little bits of because um, we couldn't be too specific. We had to we we sort of because the whole idea was that Tiger we knew Tiger wasn't from where everyone else was. But we we never wanted to say exact. But we we didn't say exactly where he was from. But it's all kind of through implication. Um, we I think there's a there's a line in the script I think that alludes to the the existence of the counties, which is again 
which is very like a Northern Irish thing that we inserted in to kind of tie it to that Northern Irish thing. But it wasn't specifically to Northern Irish. It was just a sense of, oh, he is from elsewhere. Tyga is from somewhere unfamiliar. He is from somewhere else outside of this, wherever that may be. Now, you know, in, in, in my head, it was it, it was Northern Ireland. But like that being said, um, we don't really know with Tyga where he's from. But that helped to kind of cement that sense of like, oh, he's from outside. He's from outside of where everyone else is from. Because I was kind of disappointed that there was never a scene where he pointed at someone and, and, and was like, state of your hair, mate. <laughs> 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 well, well, if we ever, if, 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 who knows, who knows? I mean, um, you know, if, if we ever, if we get to, if we, if I ever get to revisit Tyga somehow, maybe, I don't know, that's the thing we'll, we'll talk about, but, um, but yeah, I know, right? But, uh, I mean, Tyga has the hair game on point. I think that's, I think that's fair to say. Uh, I don't know how he does it because my hair, there's no way I could make my hair do what his hair does. It's insane. I mean, well, I mean, it's, it, I mean, the character designs are designed by the same guy who did uh, the Dan Rampa games. So, you know, right. <laughs> everyone has that weird anime hair. <laughs> it's glorious. It's, it's absolutely glorious. I, I love the character design, uh, like across the board. I think it's just, it's so, it's so vibrant and just so, uh, it's just so bold. It like, it's, it's, it's something that is wholly its own and you recognize it at once. You know, it's like, because, I think there's a there's a certain there's there can be a certain homogeneity in the way animated entertainment tends to look because certain looks come and go and kind of you know the, the styles that people like to see in their animation and in their like feature films or wherever else and I think what's nice about again one of the nice things about Tribe Nine is it has a style that is wholly its own that is very much like oh yeah it is this and whatever else is going on when you're watching Tribe 9, you know you're watching Tribe 9, which is one of the things I think is really exciting about it. I love how all the tribes have their own gimmicks as well. I thought that was a nice touch. Like, you have the bad guys who are, like, modeled after Imperial Japan, and you have the, you know, you have the, you know, your regular, you know, the good guys who are, like, who who dress like neon baseball players for some reason. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Street, street clothes. It's, it's, it's amazing. You have the greaser guys. And you have the guy, the, you know, the fat guy who is a millionaire who has, you know, women in bikinis. It's it's amazing. Well, it's super it's super cool because it just pulls from it just pulls from all of these like visuals and aesthetics and gives them this kind of high gloss like anime, slightly cyberpunk, slightly neon, like very neon um, kind of uh, filter over the whole thing. And. I don't know. There's just it, there's just something almost like alchemical about seeing all of those different components come together, and like really breathe life into this this setting in a way that's like um, completely fresh and feels like something completely new and different. It's like, oh, this is exciting because I, I I've often said to like uh, like I would say to my friends and stuff because like, I always think one of the ways in which you make something really um, enduring in terms of in terms of an IP with people is like factionalization and i think one of the great things that the tribe nine does is it has that really strong sense of like i i love the idea that there are people out there watching tribe nine who already know who their tribe would be 
like what tribe they would want to be part of, what tribe like they would want to, <clears throat> they would want to, you know, wear the colors of and, and get into the style of. And I, I think that's super, super awesome. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's something that's really, really cool about tribe nine and is that it encourages that. And I think it, it kind of has that, that quality to it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I really, I really like that about it. And all the tribes are so like, so out there and so over the top. It's, it's, it's hard not to like, it's hard not to fall in love with the, with the world building at play. It's just, it's just so uh, vibrant. No, I just love how, because I, I said this before, but I went into the series blind, so I had no idea what this was. I just looked at the character designs. I'm like, oh, it's, it's the, the, the guy, the guy from Dank and Ramba did the character designs. And I know that there's a video game in the works so, but I had no idea that it was a sports anime. Like, I had no idea that it was like in the post-apocalyptic future. The only way to solve your problems is through a game of baseball. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like there is only baseball. Yeah, I, I love it. I, I, I love that idea. It, it's so, like, I remember it, it reminded me of um, <clears throat> this old movie that I, I watched from the eighties. It was like. It was called Robot Jocks, where it was basically like it was a movie where that uh, that said like off the back of World War Three, essentially all the major world's nations had like like decided that how they were going to solve all of their international disputes, where basically get a giant robot from each country and fight each other. And <laughs> again, it just has that thing of like, right, okay, that it has that sort of um, a flair to it of like. How are we going to solve our major problems? Oh, that's right. Baseball, but super baseball, like super extreme baseball, where it's like really dangerous and there are weapons and all sorts of stuff. And really, it's more about fighting than it is about playing baseball. Because the opening episode, you have these like stock, <coughs> you have the, the stock 80s villains just showing up randomly at the hero's a hideout saying oh we're gonna buy you out you know let's play baseball because we want to buy you out and we're gonna sell your data online. right <laughs> yeah it's just like oh oh no it's getting pretty close it looks like they might actually do something time to bring out the rail gun which of course we use to pitch because why wouldn't you? Like, why wouldn't you use a real gun? Um, and like, why don't we have lightsaber bats? Because why not? Like, why don't we have beam bats? Sure, why not? Go nuts! And, and I just love how Tiger's arc is just him being like the weakest link, and him trying to prove that he's not weak. And he goes on this whole training montage, and he just skips training anyway because, like, eh, now nah, this ain't for me. And then. <laughs> Towards the end, you think like there's going to be this big moment, right, where he's going to like prove he's not worthless or 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 and uh, win everyone over, right? Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's it. That's it. I love I love the fact that Tiger Tiger to me is just like the anti. He's just like the anti anime protagonist. He's just like every because he goes through. Because, like, all he wants, all he wants is just, he just has one that he's so single-minded, which I love about him, is because it's always just, his world is so focused on just him all the time, and it's the thing he wants, right? And I love the idea that he just goes through this arc of just, like, he he's ter he's like terrible at XB. He like he can't play the game, but like it doesn't matter because he's so 
because he's so determined and he's so earnest and he just chases it with so much brio that somehow the rules of the rules of reality kind of comport to the point where yeah he can do stuff in this team it's not quite what we would call baseball but it's close enough like in typical tiger style like when he goes to hit a ball he goes to this amazing this training arc this this impressive training arc and basically just learns how to <laughs> change reality so that he didn't actually miss he just hits it with so much force that the that the force around creates like a vacuum around the ball so even though he misses and he can't hit at all he still manages to effectively hit the ball and it's just it's so it's so tiger i i love it and so, there were so many there were so many times when we were recording i was killing myself laughing i was like i was in stitches because tiger was just this endless font of comedic timing and um his uh his bond quote unquote with his uh with uh, his sensei uh was just a never ending uh source of joy for me uh during the recording process <laughs> his long suffering sensei oh cameron he he's great <laughs> he's oh cameron was incredible yeah. cameron just brought so much cameron brought so much like personality character and just warmth to that dynamic that it was just like uh it was just it was just such a pleasure to like be part of that arc because that was just a lovely it's just a lovely dynamic between those characters i really really love that oh, i just love how he just goes through all these different things about like train me train me no go away <laughs> he's like fine <laughs> and i love how even at the end he's like you know what i'm gonna train you but then it turns out that he's it's it's a scam but then he's like you know what you won't leave me alone so here I'm going to train you for real. But then it turns out that his actual training was a scam also. So it's like, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. He'll, he'll wear you, he'll wear you down. He'll wear you down. And even if, and even if it all turns out to be false, he'll buy it anyway. And he'll think he's getting some kind of great secret. And the thing about Taiga is he'll probably figure out a way to make that into something useful. He'll make, he'll make something out of it. Uh, which I think is uh, <clears throat> which I think is something great about Tiger. He just rolls with the punches, and he just sort of goes, "Yeah, I'll take whatever I need." But I love the fact that he fights so hard for that training arc, and then just goes, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. I'll just leave. I'm, I've got everything I need. Uh, like I don't need anything else." So you're just like, after all this, your your life's purpose was just I like I feel like Tiger is the kind of person that wakes up and. He's decided the destination of his life, like for the first time that morning, and then the next morning he wakes up and does exactly the same thing again. It's like, what's my what's my singular goal in life today? Like, and just like that's his whole thing. And I think one of my favorite lines, and I, and I know this was improvised <laughs> because there's no way in the Japanese that they would have said this, but um, like uh, Haru randomly just points out, like, oh, you have a really cool accent, Taiga. <laughs> that was thrown in no way was that not thrown in i'm i'm saying i'm saying nothing i'm forever hold, i'm forever holding a piece on that one but um yeah no it's just like hey but um 
Yeah, no, it's really well because again, that was the thing because that was the thing with Tiger because there was a in in the original and um, in the original like uh, dialogue, there was the sense that Tiger didn't because in I think in the original I think in the original he spoke with um, kind of an old fashioned sense of uh, like a more formalistic uh, sense of dialogue and uh, or a more more uh, form of speech. And so there was a sense to him that he had, he didn't speak the way other people did. Um, there was something anachronistic or idiosyncratic about the way he talked. And so, again, that sort of helped play into what we have here because I, I joke to Marissa all the time that what I wanted most of all was for people to listen to Tyga talk and then to go, what did he say? And like, even when the subtitles were on, like go, wait, no, seriously, what did he say? <laughs> I don't actually know what this means. Um, but yeah, so uh, I don't know for sure. That might that might have been a thing or maybe who knows? Who knows? I will hold my face on that. Because I, I know like there were some lines that, that you know, <laughs> you, got, you guys snuck in there because it's like, yeah, because <laughs> I know I've interviewed like other cast members and they were surprised like some of the stuff that they, that, that, uh, that they that got into the final product was like there's no way that they would allow us to to say that and it's like nope <laughs> <laughs> oh no for sure well yeah we we ha- we were given like a tremendous amount of freedom to just kind of really find our characters' voices and kind of um, figure out like what kind of things would they say and like we were encouraged to like uh, come up with ideas and like because it, like it was because the way it was said to me was that like we. I want I want you to find out I want you to like decide who this character is I want you to I, I want you to make decisions about who this character is and so I think for me that was that was what was what was kind of really rewarding about voicing Tiger was that I got to I got to find that out about him and I got to kind of chase it and see where it took me and I got to discover in many ways I, I got to discover him each and every time I got to record with him because even I wasn't sure exactly what he was going to say next. Um, but I think that was, that's very, that's very Tiger, And that's very, that's, I think that's what makes him so compelling to watch. And I think that's what makes him so, uh, <laughs> such a character in, in a world full of really bright, really interesting characters. And, um, and I think like one of the things I love is that, you know, you were someone who I was like completely unfamiliar with because you know, the anime is usually like cast like the same couple of people, and yeah, they're in the show. But the fact that you know, uh, Lenti, you know, cast people who are relatively unknowns and gave them, you know, this huge opportunity to to be in something like this to and to showcase, no, these guys can hold their own with people who have been in the industry for for God knows how many years now. And and it doesn't feel out of place. Like, man, testament to how to how well the dub is for this show. No, I mean for sure. Like, I mean that's that's the thing. Like, I uh, I'm very thankful uh, that uh, you know Marissa um, and the people involved in in producing the show kind of saw you know, in all of us, like the qualities that kind of allowed them to go like, yeah, no, these are the people we want. This is the cast we want to put together. And, um, and I think like when my hope is that anybody who hasn't yet seen tribe nine is when, when they, 
you know when they watch it is that they'll they'll hear it immediately like the, that there is that energy there's that spark there's there's something very special in the makeup of the cast and and the team of this that i think um makes it something that you've not quite heard before and i think that's really exciting and to be in a position where you know you're 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 playing alongside phenomenal talent i mean like i mean all the all the way down the line like the entire cast i think were just so incredible every every time i heard them i was just i was just in awe i was just like going oh okay my, my turn next <laughs> like oh boy um but yeah no I, I think like everyone really brought their their best and their utmost and their a game to everything and I think it just made it all the more incredible um and to be able to be working with you know there's no greater gift I can think of as an actor than being able to work with such incredible talent and such amazing people and on something that we really care about and something that we've we've really enjoyed and had so much fun with um you know i i i never once never once felt like i was i was working on tribe nine it was just it was just a pure joy the entire way through the show and um my ultimate hope would be that anyone listening to the show will feel that come across um from everybody because it's it's 100 percent there yeah no i when i was watching the show i was like in awe of how good the english dub was i'm like holy crap man this is this is like really well done and i could tell you guys were having so much fun with um with the material and you know just just seeing lenti like you know just talk about you know their experience working on the show the rap party, you know, all, all this stuff. And, you know, I've, I had John on and I've had, you know, Cameron on and Cameron is someone who, you know, when I had him on, he said like, he does not watch anime, but he like binge watched all the shows that he worked on in like a night because he was just that invested in those shows. Cause he's like, I don't watch anime. I'm not into it, but I loved working on these shows and I'm going to watch them. And yeah. I, I feel like that's a huge testament to how good the the writing is, where to make someone, the writing and the performances is, where to make someone like Cameron, who has no interest in anime at all, suddenly go, no, I want to watch this all the way through. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think, again, that, that it's that, it's that craft. It, it comes back to that craft. The, 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 the show was, was produced and made with, I think, a genuine desire to make something really special because they could see they could see what was really special about tribe nine and they wanted to bring that to the fore. And I think just, and that's infectious. I think when someone has passion for something and someone wants, someone has a, a, a vision for something and can see it for how special it is. I think, you know, they, that can become very infectious to people. And I think that's the whole thing. It's just like, you knew from the beginning, like we're on the cusp of something very unique here. And so we want to we want to give it our best we want to make it we want to make it the best it can be and um yeah we we want to we want to do all our due diligence to make sure that we're we're getting it as right as can be to do justice not only to the original vision for tribe nine but also to to the incredible fan community and i mean i have to say the the tribe nine fan fan community out of this world has blown my mind like they have embraced the show in a way that like I 
had no idea and was not ready for um you know you know fan art and music and and the sheer outpouring of positivity and creativity for the show has been so wonderful to watch and so beautiful to see and really there as far as i'm concerned there can be no greater uh compliment paid as an actor than to see people engaging with your work and really embracing it and and taking it taking it to their hearts in the way that this community has and um especially for someone who again was one of those what is one of those people who is one of those people that would watch these things when I was younger and, and I would watch it with awe and like, because oh, this just felt like so new and exciting and, and something different. And the idea that like, the idea that then that now I have this amazing opportunity to be part of these things. um, It's just my, it's just mind blowing. It's just this endless feedback loop of just, incredible feeling and, and uh, immense well-being that I uh, I'm, I'm so thrilled to be uh, and goodwill that I'm so thrilled to be part of but at the same time you can't let your guard down because if you do then you know you can't you know because there there is never going to be a point where you're not going to be not going to be working there is never going to be a point where you're going to say oh this is this is as good as, as, as my career is going to get no you got to keep pushing yourself forward to That's... better and greater things Yep, that's that's exactly right. Well, I think again, the 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 process because I think, and especially too, if 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 you're coming to it, um, if you're coming to the 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 stage at a point where, um, you know, you're just getting your name established, or people are are starting to kind of say your name in 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 certain circles and that kind of thing, um, you know, I I think it it can be easy sometimes I think for people to look at people that sort of come out of these places as if as if they've just kind of come out of the ground as if they've kind of come out of nowhere like oh i've never heard of this person before how did they get here and and the thing is like the, the truth of it is like the way you get there is is like anything you know it, it takes time and it takes effort and it takes a lot of years of hard work and and mastery and a lot of people and a lot of people you know helping me along the way and a lot of educating myself and learning skills and testing myself all the time. And, and I, and I think that, that, that's the reality. That is the reality of it. I, I think that one of the things that I, I do think is, is very good is that I think it is a career that is becoming increasingly more accessible in a way that it didn't used to be. I mean, it, I, I think there, there was a certain black box quality to, I think this kind of work prior where, you know, really, if you wanted to do this kind of work or be in a position to even do this kind of work, you had to be in certain places, knowing certain people. And some of that is still there. Some some of that's still the case. But I think there's much more room now and increasingly now much more room for people to find their own ways in and for people to find ways in that maybe had never thought that it was possible to find your way in. And that's actually something that I, I'm, I'm very passionate about, like communicating to other people is like, I am someone who I am someone who at a certain point in my life would not have thought that this was what I was going to be eventually. And, you know, years and years later through everything. And but I found my way through, you know, and I think that more and more increasingly people can find their ways in, even if they feel that like at the minute where they are, they're at 
that certain obs that it, that obstacles and 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 things exist that prevent them from doing those things um that it can still be possible you know you can still if 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 you're uh you can still find a way to get there um you can still find a way to make something you know to 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 go after the thing that you you really love the most um and i would you know i would encourage people if they're if they're listening now especially anybody else from northern ireland who's listening to this right now thinking hey i want to i want to do this like hey listen if you want to do this start doing it like start learning it start surrounding yourself with people who surround yourself with people who encourage your creativity and make you feel good about the things that you love doing because that's the atmosphere under which you will flourish and you can flourish and uh, find your own way in, you know, because they are out there. Everybody's path is different and your path might take you down a completely different route than mine, but you know, uh, it is out there. If it's what you want the most, um, you'll find your way in. No, I 100% agree with you. I, I, because one of the things I've, I, you know, I've uh, taken from doing this show for, you know, uh, the past three years now is that everyone's journey is different. Like nobody has like, cause that's why I, I feel like asking a, a voice actor, how do you get into the business is kind of a, kind of a mood question because how they got in the business is not going to be the same way you're going to get in the business. It's, it's not, there is no one answer. There is no magical answer that, that you can just say and, and everyone can get into the business that way because there isn't everyone's journey is different and I've had people who had, you know, no idea what voiceover even was, mm-hmm. you know, coming into this and, and being in awe of like, oh, my goodness. Like, I, I had no idea this world even existed. Yep. That was – yeah, well, that that was the same with me. Like, I, I wasn't – like, I wasn't, a, I suppose, just so to speak, a lifer. You know, very much I was, I was someone who I got put on this path. And then decided this is where I, this is what I loved doing, and this is what I wanted to go. This is the path I wanted to go down. But, but I, uh, I mean, I, I went through. I mean, but it, it's been a hard road. Do you know what I mean? I, I know that. <coughs> pardon me. I know it can sound sometimes. We have a tendency to think that when people sort of come on and oh, you just got to keep at it. You know, you can get there. And sometimes for some people that can that can sound very trite. It can ring very hollow because obviously people you know people wrestle with all kinds of obstacles in their lives that that um you know not everybody comes at it with the same circumstances and of course there are certain privileges that i've i i've enjoyed that i've been able to use but then there's also been obstacles that i've had to overcome as well you know i've i've dealt with um you know i i I live with clinical depression i'm i'm someone who's uh you know i've someone who I've, i've had heart surgery i've had bone marrow transplant um i've had and i mean this it's not it's not to sort of say that like i don't say these things to sort of say oh look look at how terrible the things that happen because you know everyone has their everyone has their 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 things that they've struggled with and their pains and their sufferings and their traumas that they carry with them um but it's simply to say that like i i have been in the place where i have thought the worst of myself you know what I mean? I, I have, I've been, I've been in the places in my life where I've made, the, where I've, I've turned my back on things that I wanted because I thought, oh, it couldn't possibly happen. 
you know, I've, I've, I've had those moments where I've doubted myself and I've not been sure of myself. And, um, and I, you know, where I felt like in a, where I used to feel like an imposter, uh, that it was just a matter of time before somebody would point at me and go, Oh, this fella doesn't deserve to be here. This guy doesn't, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. This guy's just, this guy's just a guy. And like, I have felt those feelings and I've thought about those things and I've, I've kept myself up at night with those things. But all I can say is that like, I mean, obviously I, I worked through those and it took a lot of years before I was able, you know, it took me a lot of years and a lot of hard work to work through those things too. In addition to, you know, honing myself as, as an actor and honing my craft. But I, I, but I found a way through, you know, and I found, you know, I, 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 I surrounded myself with a support network and I, and I found the people who, who cared, who cared for me and what I was, what I wanted to do. And, um, and I managed to find my way through, but it was very much, you know, it was very much a step at a time. You know, I, I never entirely felt in control, even when I was of, when I was trying to come out the other side of it. And eventually, like I, you know, I did, um, and I re- I recognize and I accept that you know not everybody is is as equally or as readily equipped to deal with those things, but but I I do believe that like you can and if it's something that matters enough to you, if it's something that if it's something that you know you love, then it'll wait until you're ready to start chasing it. It'll be there for you when you decide to start chasing it, and when you when you overcome those hurdles in your life, um, and that's you know it'll be there for you. Um, that's 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 I mean I that's that's what I've come to believe, and um, that's what I hope for. That's what I hope for anybody else who wants to go down a similar path in their life is that like look, um, once you know that this is the thing you love. It'll be there for you, even if it's even if it takes time before you're ready to go that way. But when it's time, it'll be there for you, and when you'll be and you'll be ready then. Because um, no, it's not simple. It, it is not. You know, sometimes I wish I could. You know, do the show and be like, hey, here's how you get into voiceover. Here's how you do this. Yeah. Here's how you do that. But. There is no simple answer to that, and that's why, like, I don't ask any any of any of the guests I've had on here. I don't ask them, you know, what advice you would you give to to people who want to get into the business because I know, like, I know it's not going to be the same for everybody. Like you said, sometimes you know you can only say so much. You can only yeah. say, "Hey, work hard, practice," you know, do do, um, you know, take classes or whatever. But yeah. sometimes that's not enough because yeah. the frustration is real. I have talked to people who are really, really talented. And, and sometimes I even get frustrated where I want to, like, contact them and, and scream at them and be like, you're so good. Why aren't you in more things? Why aren't you booking? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? But but it's a slow process. And look, it's always going to be there for you. Trust me. And I know because I... You know, recently, uh, one of my dearest friends, uh, Larissa, Larissa Gallagher, booked her first like Netflix uh, lead anime role, and it took oh, her amazing. took her years. She has been she moved to Los Angeles since um, she's been in LA since um, two thousand seven, so mm-hmm. it took her a long, long time to get to where she is. 
And she never gave up. Never gave up. And I, like, I, I was like, you know, watching that, you know, watching, you know, Vampire in the Garden and, and hearing her as Fine in that, I was just like teary eyed because like, Larissa, you, you, <laughs> like, she's one of my best friends and just seeing her get something I knew that, you know, she deserved and was phenomenal in, I'm like, yeah, that's how you do it. Like, you don't give up. And that's, that's my main advice to people is that. If you are passionate about this, don't give up. Please don't give up. Yeah. No, one one hundred percent. I uh, yeah. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry, getting getting a little emotional here, but um, but but no, it's it is true. I I do believe that every every person's journey is different, and that's why I I'm in awe of voice actors because every journey is different. Like it's not, and, and the business has changed so much that asking someone who used to, you know, who got into the business back in the nineties, like, how do you get into business now? It's like, I don't know. You know it's totally different. It's yeah. like, you know, you're not going to go around cold calling agencies. anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's bewildering sometimes to think like how, how much things have changed, even from like, <clears throat> even when I like remember starting exploring things and like, yeah, it's totally different. And the way in which people... In, and I think, like, again, social media has been such a massive transformative force in that as well. Because, like, it's never been easier to interface with the people who are directly involved with the kind of things that you care about. Um, and b- both for, for good, both for good and for ill. Um and like that's the thing like that's a tremendous amount of power which of course you need to use responsibly it needs to be born with with a huge amount of responsibility but um and obviously respect but um yeah like it's opened the doors in in ways that i never thought possible before and i'm amazed to think of even where things will be like you know 5 years from now 10 years from now um you know like and i and i and i can see people now like i i look on social media now and i see people who who i saw starting their journeys like a few years ago and whatever it was they 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 most cared about doing and you can start to see you can you like you can start to see pieces falling into place for them you can start to see like and it it's not not a, it's it's not about providence it's not about like oh you know, the, the the chips have fallen in this way, and now suddenly they're falling in a way that's advantageous. It's like, no, these people have these people have worked, and these people have toiled, and these people have built their road in. They've they've there's a there's a um, like um, there's a line in Full Metal Alchemist in the very first episode where it's like Edward Elric says like uh, when life closes a door, uh, make your own. And it's just like, and that's like, I I, I I feel like in a lot of ways that that is that is quite true um, in that, you know, um, there is a lot of people out there who, who I who I see who are starting to make their own doors. And, um, you know, I, I think that's so I think that's so heartening because when I was starting, I didn't know how you, I didn't know how to make a door. 
I didn't know what the steps were to making a door. I don't even know if I could even really tell you even now how to really make that door. But somehow, somehow we got there. And it's it's so good to see people finding their own ways to make their own doors in. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Best, exam- best example of that is Gianni. Like he got famous for doing like silly YouTube videos. And people took, <laughs> noti- people took notice of that and they're like, hey, this guy's pretty good. And now you're starting to see him in anime shows. Because yeah. he's like, yeah, that's how he got in. By doing yep. something, you know, he went viral for doing like a really good dead on Duke Nukem impression, and he went on he went viral for doing like a dead on you know uh, Spike Spiegel impression, and everyone was like, "Who is this guy?" And it's like, "Oh, he's an actor. Ha- let's hire him and stuff." <laughs> and yeah. you know, listening to him in Tribe Nine, I'm like, "Oh, oh crap, that's Johnny." Right? And, you know, I keep forgetting that he is actually an actor and not just a guy who. You know, does silly YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's funny. I, like, it's really interesting that you bring that up because I, I, I know what you mean. Like, I know because I know I've felt that at times. Like, it took me a long time before because I always used to say, like, when people ask me, like, what do I do? Like, I always used to say, oh, I'm a voice actor. Like, I'm a voice actor. And to be fair, like, a lot, large part of the time, that is that is what I say. Um, But I'm an actor, you know, like, it is you know this idea of um it's all coming from the same place we're using different medium where we're working in a slightly different specialization but it's the same process it's the same a lot of the same rules can still apply you know it's very much an actor's craft um you know and like you pro you approach it in the exact same way that you would approach that you would approach an acting role and while there are differences and things that make it unique, like it's still, it's still born of that same, of that same discipline of that same craft. So uh, like anybody who's doing voice acting, like, yes, absolutely. They, they are actors, uh, they're actors and performers and all, all kinds, which is not to say that like you need to come from an acting background to necessarily do it. But that being said, um, but like, I think, you know, you'll have a, I think you have a much easier time. You'll have a much easier time, if coming to it from a background of having, you know, literacy with acting concepts and acting ideas um, and learning those things, even as you go, even if you don't come from an acting background, I think will pay dividends later on down the road whenever you're, you know, making your own way in. I mean, you know, look at Sissy Jones, like she did not come did not come from an acting background. You know, she had like an office job, but that, you know, she hated and yeah. one day she just listened to the radio and she listened to an interview with Nancy Cartwright and, 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 and she was like, huh, this voiceover thing sounds really interesting. I want to do that. And she had to learn, you know, like yeah. she had to learn from the ground up. Like she didn't come in there and be like, oh, you know, I, you know, I'm going to book Katya, you know, first try. No, she, you know, she had to learn how to, how to act. She took acting classes. She took dialect classes. She, you know, did everything in her power to understand what voiceover is, what acting is, you know, creating character, all that stuff. And even now, every, look, every actor is still learning. I don't care if they've been in the business for five years or 50 years. Every actor is still learning. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. That is the thing. Part of, part of any creative endeavor, well, really part of any endeavor uh, learning anything as a process is fundamentally about understanding that 
you will never be at a stage where there is nothing new for you to learn. The worst place you can put yourself in is a place where you feel kind of going back to what you're saying about like resting, you know, this idea of resting on your laurels, this thing of like, oh, you get to a certain place and then you say to yourself, right, well, that's it. I'm done. Like, I don't need to, I don't need to work. I don't need to work anymore to keep where I'm at or to, to keep doing where it's like, no, because you're always at a, you're always at a, a point you're always going to be learning new things. You're always going to need to be learning new things. You're always going to have to teach yourself new skills to to put yourself in front of new people. Um, those things never stop being important and um, they're fundamental to what we do. Because again, I, 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 I very much look at voiceover myself as very much like a compound skill because wrapped, although that is what I do, that is my, that is, that is my performative thing. But in order to do that, in order to facilitate me being able to do that, I have had to learn a myriad other, uh, like overlapping skills. I've had to teach myself about how to put a website together. I've had to learn about how to edit video. I've had to learn how to master and mix audio. I've ha- I have to learn about those sorts of things. Um, because I have to learn about audio equipment because, in those things, like when I go out in the world and I'm trying to do this for myself, like I'm going to have to use those tools. Um, and so, th- and that will never stop changing. And I'll, I, even like when it comes to acting, like I'll be listening, I'm constantly listening to new performances and new performers and going, oh, wow, that's really like, whatever they're doing is really interesting. I really need to know why that, I really want to understand how that works. And like, and that's the thing. It's forever being curious and the desire to forever be curious about your work and your craft. Um, and I think that, yeah, you, you you never do stop learning your craft. You're always developing. You're always growing. And I think you have to approach it with the humility that comes with that, which is like you, you have to approach it understanding that there is always going to be a gulf for you to cross um be it in your skills be it in your 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 ability be it in your personal connections um and it's always about striving to bridge that gulf somehow some other way and along that road that's where your successes come in the middle of you developing yourself as you develop yourself and as you grow that's where you start noticing oh this happened Oh, I got this opportunity. Oh, I got this. Oh, this happened. Oh, uh, you know, oh, I met these people and this led to that thing. And um, it's it's kind of one of those things like it's like if you play an open world video game and like you go to a mountain uh, or like you, you see a mountain in the distance and you start in your starting location and you, you walk all the way there. And then eventually at some point you end up at the top of that mountain and you look back and you go, that's where I started from. But you weren't thinking about like, all the places that you were going to go in the middle of that, you were just like, at one point you were on the mountain and you were going, Oh, look at all the things I had to do to get here. Look at all the, look at all the walking I had to do to get here. All the journeys I had to go, all the places and people I had to meet. And it's for me, it's, it's very much the same principle. You won't see the journey until you take a moment and stop and go, Oh, wow. Like, yeah, I need to keep doing this. Like this is, this is it. Also, take notes of what is working and what isn't working because nine times out of ten, you know, the stuff that is going to work, you know, for you isn't going to work for any, everybody else. So, yes, yes. And don't and I would also say try don't put 
don't try to round peg square hole yourself like ex- exactly as you were saying like be honest and be be brutal with yourself in terms of like auditing what looking at yourself and looking at like what is what is working for me what isn't working for me what isn't getting me somewhere what isn't what is moving me forward and what is holding me back and like you know be honest about those uh, about those assumptions and the thing is it is okay um sort of as what i say like um it is okay if now is not the right time if now or where you are right now or the circumstances you're in right now make it so that the things you have to overcome you're just not in the place to do that yet that is fine that is okay even if it takes you a little longer that's okay that that there's nothing wrong with that um there's nothing wrong with taking longer to get somewhere um because again all of it all of it is is teaching all of it is teaching you and all of it is you growing and all of it is you learning um but don't sink your energy your resources your time and your mental health into things that you know if you're being honest aren't working for you you don't need those things if they're not working for you they're not they're not worth they're not worth sinking your time into they're not worth sinking your energy into that's why i don't like seeing people who are like oh i didn't book this role therefore my career is isn't going to go anywhere no you didn't book that role okay fine find another one you know keep keep you know pushing yourself don't yep. just be like well oh i didn't book my dream role First of all, there are no dream roles, okay? It's just, yep. they're just roles. Yep. <laughs> you know, and yep. you either get them or you don't. Yeah. The greatest antidote, I think, to dealing with, uh, you know, over-investing in getting that one audition is audition for 99 other things. You know, if you audition for 100 things, it's a lot harder to really put everything of yourself into the success of that one audition because you've got 99 you haven't got time for that you've got auditions to do you've got other auditions to record do you know what i mean so it's like it's like i i don't have time to be i don't have time to be anxious about this audition that i sent off because i've got another 20 to do today um and i find like that uh and like that's the thing and if if you find that like auditions are low on the ground or you're having difficulty finding them, you know, really good. Like make something, write something yourself, make something, put something together and just put it out there, put something creative of yourself out into the world and just feed that creative side of yourself. Even if it's not directly helping your career right at this second to get the next job. Like we're creative people by nature. We, we want to pour ourselves and our energies into something. Um, and it's important to do that even just for ourselves, even if it's something that only entertains us or even if it's something that only makes us feel good about what we're doing um, in that moment. Like those things matter too. Um, make time to be creative for yourself and for its own sake um, to feed your soul in the times when, yeah, auditions are a little bit light on the ground or yeah, like, ah, it's going to be a while before I, you know, I work on the next thing. Um, you know, do, do something creative that inspires you. Do something that uh, excites you, and just p- 
put out into the world. Um, and you'll be, I think you'll be surprised, people will be surprised at how those, the things that you put out into the world can come back in unusual and unexpected ways. Now, uh, one of my friends, uh, Kane, he said, you know, when I had him on the show, he said what he does when he's not auditioning is he would just pull up old scripts and just do cold reads. Because he's like, I need to improve my skills, so I'm just going to read, you know, do do cold reads. Do cold reads of old scripts, old auditions, anything I can get my hands on. Because if I'm not working on improving my craft, I'm not going to get better. And yep. And and that's 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 what you, you know goes to what you're saying. Like, find something creative that helps improve your craft. Don't just sit there and be like, "Oh well, I I, I guess they didn't want me for that one role or whatever." No, just like uh, keep auditioning, but also find time to hone your skills. Don't just be yeah. like, "Well, I'll, I I just auditioned for all these roles, so that's enough." No, it's never enough. You kind of need to constantly work on improving your skills because if you're not working on improving your skills then you're gonna have a tough time getting your name out there yeah it's 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 absolutely the conception of it it's it's changing the perception of there is an x amount i need to do before y will happen to i just i just need to keep doing this it's 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 a marathon not a not a sprint or a race like it's not designed this these sorts of careers aren't aren't built on the idea that you know you do x and y you know it's it's not like going through college it's not like getting a degree and then getting you know there's no there is no tried and true path for this you know what i mean it's an alternative way it's an alternative way through life an alternative means means that you have to find alternative pathways um and it's you know it can be it can be tricky but I think looking, yeah, taking, I think a healthier way to approach it is like you're settling in, you're settling in for the long haul and you're telling yourself, nope, this is just, it's not about doing X amount of work. It's about keeping doing the work until things happen. And even then, and once that happens, you just keep doing it again and you just keep doing it wider and with different people. And like, you never stop, you never stop being the hungry actor. Um, the difference is if you do it, you know, if, if, if you keep at it, what you'll find is that you'll not be literally hungry as much during the periods where you're hungry for the next job, you know? Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta keep food on the table somehow. And That's hey, it. man, I mean, if, if, if that means like working a side hustle until like, you know, this, the career stabilizes, go for it. You know, a lot of. A lot of well-known voice actors had to work side hustles before they could, you know, sustain themselves financially because this is not a cheap business. No, for sure. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you if if you're in it for finance, if you're in it because if you're in it for the money, if you're in it to make money, there are a hundred other, there are a thousand other things you could be doing that are much more safe investments. Like this is a this is it's born out of passion, and I don't mean to say that to deter people um and i don't mean it to and i don't want people to think that what i mean by that is that oh only people that match a certain level of passion and devotion to it can do it 
but it's simply to say but it's simply to say that like this is something that feeds your soul creatively and something that feeds your soul as a passion um and understanding that's important but like and and, and have, having that certainly plays a, a part but ultimately it is still secondary to your ability to pay the bills your ability to keep a roof over your head your ability to you know you, you know keep a hot meal in your stomach you know at the end of the day like yeah it's good and it's good like if 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 you need, you know if you need to do a side hustle to keep the things going to keep it coming in in those times that's fine too and you add that that's absolutely important but you might even find you may even find that like in the process of doing things wherever you're at it might be just you know what right now i need to take a break from this i need to step back from this and focus on like keeping myself going just mentally physically health perspective e um and maybe i need to take maybe i just need to take a step back just for a while and there is nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong with putting this thing that you love this this passion that you have on the back burner to take care of yourself and your priorities because that thing as we said that thing that you love it'll still be there it's not going anywhere it, you know it, you know you're not running out you're not running out of time um you can you can find your way in when you're ready and sometimes people aren't ready in the moment and it takes them a bit of time and that's fine and that's totally fine that's why i always so, say like you know slow down before you crash you know? <laughs> yeah it's like it's like work hard it's like work hard uh but slow down and <laughs> yeah don't be worried don't be worried about taking like don't be worried if it takes you long don't don't tie yourself to this idea of like oh i have to i have to get to this point in my career by x time um because life doesn't work that way life's never worked that way and as far as i've in in so much as i've ever lived it um it has always blindsided me in weird and surprising and awful and wonderful ways um but you know that's the thing that's 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 the that's the thing of it is like it's always going to be whatever journey you take it's going to be yours um and it's just take care of yourself first everything else can follow and everything else follows from there yeah no self-care is very very important and you know, one of the things that kind of disappoints me in, in um, you know, when it comes to listening to a lot of, you know, podcasts and, you know, voiceover related topics is that we don't really talk about mental health all that much. And I think we should, because especially, especially after the last two years that we've been in, I feel like oh, this boy. is, it, it's, it's about time we, we, we start to take the bandaid off and be like, yeah, you know, mental health is important. I mean, it's fine to love your career, but it is not worth sacrificing your mental health for no no um no career is uh no career is worth sacrificing your mental health for no no dream is worth sacrificing your health and mental well-being for um because again these things are not these things are not blink and you'll miss them opportunities i know sometimes that we, we there is a tendency i think to kind of you know this idea that oh i missed the train you know, I missed, I, I missed my ride, you know, I missed my opportunity. 
And I can tell you that I, as someone myself, like I can tell you that I have missed opportunities that I have regretted in, in, in my life. Um, and I thought, oh, that's it. You know, I've missed that opportunity. That's it gone. Um, I'll never get another like that. There, there, I got others like that. The other opportunities will come along um, in their own time. And, you know, um, it can happen. Um, but that's, yeah, but that's the thing. Um, I think mental health is so crucial. And I think that because we're, we're, we're coming into a time when I think we're starting to really interrogate <coughs> ourselves in ways that we didn't before asking questions about, well, like, how are we really, but like, no, really, how are we like, are we okay? And it's okay. If the answer is no, um, it's okay. If the answer is, well, not really at the minute. Um, actually I'm not doing okay. I'm not doing great. Um, yeah, it's okay. If we need a hug or we need support or we need a shoulder to cry on, or we just need somebody to eat ice cream with and watch a terrible movie with, um, you know, uh, and the more I think we are honest with ourselves about that, the better we'll be, the healthier we'll be, and the better placed we'll be then when we are ready to go after the things that, that will give us the most uh, fulfillment and happiness. Yeah, it's it's not an easy journey, especially after, you know, COVID and whatever the hell is going on these days. It It just becomes a lot, but I... I always say to people, don't give up if this is if this is something you know you you value and you want to continue it. Don't give up. Like that's the worst thing you can do, because trust me, like there are times, and and I'll say this right 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 now on this episode. This is the first. There are there were many times where I wanted to give up on this podcast, where I wanted to say, you know what. I'm getting so much rejections. I don't feel like I'm ever going to be good enough. You know, maybe I should walk away, but but then, you know, I see emails of people saying like, "Yeah, I want to do this." And and I and I and you know, getting the chance to talk to people. You know, having someone like Carlos Alizraki tell me um that they love that you know, he loves what I'm doing with this with the show. It, it feels so surreal to me because <laughs> Feels so surreal to me because, um, you know, uh, three, 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 three years ago, I was not in a good place, and um, that 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 still feels so surreal to me, and um, and I've made so many wonderful friends along the way, and yeah, we don't, you know, everyone's busy, so we don't get to to talk that as much as I would like, but um, the people who come on my show and tell me that they love what I do, that that they love that I. That I that I have actual conversations and not just, you know, Q and A's. Yeah, means means the yeah. world to me more than yeah. anything. You more than anything, and that's why I keep doing it. Like there and there are always going to be no's, and it's always going to bother me. And it, and believe you me, I think I'm at, I'm at this point in my life. I'm I, I think you know, I'm pretty much blacklisted from a lot of like big name agencies because I keep bothering them. <laughs> Because I keep bothering them about like, hey, you know, is your client interested in this? Is your client interested in that? And like, no, go away. <laughs> uh, no. I know. I think we we torture ourselves, I think, over like, you know, um, I think we we invest if 
if we invested half as much time as we do into thinking about, if we invested as much time like thinking about ourselves as we do thinking about how other people think, how we think other people think about us, uh, I think we'd be, I think we'd be a lot happier um, for sure. Um, and it never, like, it never, never stops. The, there's time, I, I know there have been so many times where I've walked out of a room, you know, I've walked out of a conversation with somebody or I've walked out of a, um, you know, even a conversation trying to, you know, make an impression on, um, you know, a, a business uh, person or something like that. And you're always thinking like, oh, did I do this right? Did I do the right thing? Did I come off as this way? Did I come off as this way? And again, see all that, all that thinking. It's just that way lies madness. That way lies madness. Um, the biggest, the greatest favor you can do yourself, I think, uh, as someone who is a is is a is an obsessive thinker, um, is to just release yourself from the worry of it and just kind of go, okay, right. I don't know what this person thinks of me because it's not my head. It's theirs. It's all up to them. I can't, I can, I can only do so much. And after that, I just have to let that go because I can't do anything more. I've done everything I can and that's it. And that's it. Whatever they think is whatever they think. And I just have to carry on. Um, But I know I have spent many a night. I know I've spent many a night second guessing you should see the number you should see the amount of time it takes me to write an email oh gosh when i'm writing a business email to somebody and i'm like going like okay no i like this sentence i don't know about this sentence because this sentence sounds does it sound too needy it's like, oh no does this sound too like oh god maybe i need to change no do you know what i'll just rewrite the whole thing like and you're just like you're no further forward and you spent i've spent all this time just kind of going like oh like agonizing over the placement of a comma in my letter, you know, and he's just like, oh, this is no. And I just get to the point now where I just go, nope, send, send. I'm not even going to look at it. Just send, just send and see what happens. <laughs> and then I find out afterwards that it's probably the wrong name. It's like, no. <laughs> oh, that happened to me once. I tried to contact someone and I sent the wrong email. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> Oh. And then when I when when I contacted them for real, it's like, yeah, I know I'm familiar with what you with you because I got a letter, I got a forward from my agency asking for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm forever. I just blame it on. I forever blame it on autocorrect. I just say, yeah, no, autocorrect's been messing messing me up. It's it's awful. <laughs> And I, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the worst. There's been so many times where I've had like my knuckles and my teeth just like, oh, <laughs> what did I do? Why? <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, but I, but I like that. I like like seeing, uh, whenever someone contacts me, seeing someone make typos because then I can be like, see, even these professional people make typos. <laughs> right it's human right it's very it's very human it it kind of diffuses the tension of it a bit because it's just like oh good okay right they're just like me they get we're talking something fine good that's like that's something i can build from awesome <laughs> you know, I have a funny, funny story about uh, i have a really funny story about carlos arzaki because when i contacted yeah. him when i contacted him for the first time you know i went through his uh, manager and she's like, you know, he gets a lot of requests for interviews, but, you know, we like your, 
you know, your show seems interesting. We'll get back to you. And I'm like, okay. You know, and then, you know, I, I realized like, uh, when I, when I tried getting back to them, my, my email went to spam. So I'm like, okay, gotta log into a different email server to, to, to try to send it again. And and I did. And she was like, okay, Carlos is interested. Please contact him directly at his, you know, website email. And I'm like, okay, cool. And when I, and I, and I didn't, and I didn't even have to, because I opened up my email and I, and I, and there was an email from him titled and i shit you not interview <laughs> interview <laughs> yes oh wonderful love it i <laughs> like i like that must there must have been a moment where it was just like oh just the sigh of relief the sigh of just like Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I sure love this interview. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, no, I, I feel immediately so much better about the situation when that happens. You're just like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> See, oh. the celebrities are just like you and me. They make mistakes as well. Yeah, like we're all just we're all just people. We're all just people trying to train our autocorrect not to mess everything up <laughs> i love how especially when it's like you can tell someone sent it from their email uh, from their uh, iphone or ipad because it automatically says sent from my ipad sent from my iphone <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> oh yeah no i can i can usually yeah because i can usually tell because it's it's usually it's usually inverse inversely proportional to the amount of punk punctuation i see in it like less punctuation there is it's more likely that it's come from like an ipad or an, I- or an iphone and it's just like ah man but yeah increasingly yeah, I, I, I do see that but that's the thing right? people people are like uh like there's so many times where like i i actually had to think like when was the last time i actually sat down to a computer to write a message like because increasingly now that's starting to be the thing where i'm just like because I'm just I'm I'm I, well less now that I'm currently in isolation. But the um, but like you know when you were out, you'd be out and about with your phone, and you'd be emailing you know through your phone and everything, whatever else. And like I had to think like when was the last time I actually sat down to the computer to write something to somebody? Um, that that's kind of amazing that you are able to you know not write anything to anybody ever online oh i envy you sir i envy you <laughs> well it's 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 more that it's more that i'm writing everything now on the on the move like more more so now i'm writing all my emails and stuff from my phone and increasingly now i find myself less and less actually like sat down at a computer typing out an email and then sending it it's like because i get an email and it's like oh yeah i've got to answer that like right away and so i'm like typing on my phone at like you know wherever i would be and um like this last this last wee while with the isolation's probably been the first time i've had in a while where like i've actually got to like sit down to my emails and i've been like oh my goodness this is is this what it used to be like <laughs> Gosh. How do you type? <laughs> was this the was this the world before? Oh, my typing just got terrible. My type was just like I used to be good at this. Well, relatively good at this, and like I, I used to be able to hit the keys generally. 
it's just like oh it's like anything else it's like riding a bicycle if you don't do it it comes right back to you but if you don't do it for a while oh boy there's that initial period of oh this is ghastly looking that's why i just got i gotta keep typing <coughs> everything like i just keep i gotta keep typing gotta keep typing gotta keep typing because <laughs> oh man if i if i lose that ability oh boy <laughs> I'm screwed. Oh, gosh, man, I know, right? I'm like, I'm, I'm half, I'm, I'm sort of secretly terrified to like test my penmanship because uh, I've, I can't imagine how far it's regressed at this point. Oh no, I can't even look at my own handwriting. I, I like, I write <laughs> like a, I write like a caveman. It's like, oh god, <laughs> like don't ask me to sign something. Uh, don't, please don't. It's awful. I know my signature is terrible, but you uh, know, I, I'm not. I don't use pens, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because I'm like, why signatures, right? Because like I've tried signing my name multiple times on things. Like, I'm pretty sure I don't have two of the same signature pretty close to each other. I'm sure my signatures are, they're vaguely in the ballpark, but I think that's being generous. Like, uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> I sort of, I sort of could just go, yeah, this, this, this arrangement of squiggles looks like something I would, that would resemble my name in a pinch, but like, that'll do. I mean, it's because I'm, it's funny because I'm looking at something, um, Troy Baker signed when I met him at a con and he just like signed it like a as a scribble it's like yeah <laughs> you know yeah I guess that's a, I guess that's a T <laughs> yeah so I'm looking at a Batman Funko Pop he signed it it's just like a scribble it's like okay <laughs> yeah it's like I am so in envy like I so envy the people who like figure you know who take the time to like figure out like They've got this little quirky symbol that's like their name, and they use that for all their signatures. And I'm like, I, how did you do that? Like, I want to, like, hmm, I need to figure out how you did that because that would make my life so much easier. <laughs> it's like, because I, because again, like, I, I love getting stuff signed, but the more I look at these signatures, the more I'm like, that. Did you sign this? <laughs> was it just... <laughs> is it you that signed this? Just so I'm clear, or is this like, yeah, 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 yeah? Because yeah, exactly. I was just because I, I was doing like spring, uh, you know, a couple spring cleaning uh, recently, and I came across like this old uh, autograph print from uh, one of the God, I forgot, I forgot the character's name from Dark Souls, the the Praise the Sun guy. I met I met his voice actor like way back in you know 2018. Oh, wonderful! And, and um. It's a signed print, and I looked at this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I met that guy. And it was a really awkward conversation because I was half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was tired. I was like – because when I met him, he's like, uh, where's your ticket for the autograph? Ticket for the autograph? What are you talking about? Where's the ticket for the autograph? We can't get you – we can't get him to sign something if you don't you know, buy a ticket for the autograph. <laughs> I thought I, d- I already did that. I'm like, no, go go buy a ticket for the autograph and then come back. <laughs> By then, the queue is just like insanely long. She's like, oh no, no. But he was he was really nice. But I mean, I I was just half awake. I was just like mumbling about <laughs> Dark Souls and and difficulty and and the and his character. And I'm like, I don't even remember that conversation. So it, it is. Uh, no joke. It is legit, legitimately a blur. I, I have no idea how that conversation was. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. 
because I'm like, oh yeah, I got this, and 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 um, cool bit of trivia. I I I found um a Polaroid photo of me and um, it was at the same con of uh, what, what's that guy's name from Lord of the Rings, Billy um. Oh, Billy Boyd? Yeah, Billy Boyd. I'm like, oh, God, I remember this. And and it's so funny because he's all smiling, and I just have this, like, smug superiority look on my face. What what am I doing? What what is this? Oh, it was a good start? (laughs) (laughs) Because it was was like, hey, you know, get your picture taken quick. And I'm like, okay. And I just – because I rarely smile. But for for whatever reason, but this 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 um this photograph just looks like me, <laughs> just looks like it's smug look on my face. I'm like, what is, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's amazing. I yeah I I'm I'm I didn't I'm terrible at taking photos of I'm terrible in photos. I just I can't. I just can't do it. I'm just not. I'm just not equipped to to like be be just natural on uh, when having a photo taken. I just like I, I admire people who are able to master that kind of you know like '90s television show thing where it's just like, oh so, oh hi oh you just caught me. I was just in the middle of something, but here's my winning smile. And oh like, oh man, like Tro- oh. Tro- I because I met Troy Baker in person, and I swear to God that man. Like he is a character from a TV show in real life because I like every time I see him at a table, he's like, he's like ready, ready to take a picture. Like he's always like, you know, well dressed. He just looks like, <laughs> just looks like he's, <laughs> he's ready for it. I'm like, uh, okay, dude. <laughs> like, just like, man, yeah, he's just like ready at a moment's notice. He's checking all the egress points and exit points for any potential photographers. Just like, I'm ready for you, no matter what <laughs> angle you come at me from. <laughs> He just, he just, I don't think that man has ever taken a bad photo. I, I have never seen him take a bad photo ever. And I'm like, how do you do that? I don't know. Yeah. Wait, what, what's, what secrets, what, what secrets do you, did, did you keep? Where, where, what bargains did you, what uh, unholy bargains did you make? Anyway, um, I'm, I'm looking at the time and it's almost been like two hours now and I gotta, you know, gotta wrap this up. But, yes, of um, course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much for taking the time off to do this. And, um, but before we wrap up, uh, can you give us an update on what you're currently working on and where can people find you online? Cool. No problem at all. Uh, so, uh, what I'm, if you want to keep up with what I'm currently working on, you can check out, uh, you can check out, I'm working on the interrogator, which is an animated series for games workshop. Um, you can check that out over on Warhammer Plus. You can also check out Tribe Nine over on uh, Funimation, where I voice uh, Tiger. And if you want to find out, uh, want to get in touch with me online, you can reach me at Philip with two L's, philipsacramento.com. It's my website where you can get in touch with every, uh, find out about what I'm up to. And you can also reach out to me on Twitter at Phil in the Booth. All right. Thanks so much for taking the time off to do this. This has been a wonderful conversation. And, you know, if you ever want to come back, you know where to find me. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. I've had a, it's been a blast. I've had a genuinely wonderful conversation. And it's been lovely chatting with you. Thank you so much for inviting me on and thank you for having me. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Yes, you too. <laughs>